Hey, my name is Patricia Chavarello and I am obsessed with all things motherhood and helping you keep calm in the chaos of motherhood and life's unexpected moments. I am a mom of twins with a doctorate in business whose world fell apart and had to pick myself up piece by piece. I am not an expert, but I have totally been there and I am so far from perfect, but definitely not afraid to get real and vulnerable. I teach you the secrets to motherhood and life I wish someone told me because as much as we wish there was, nobody hands you a mommy manual. So pull up a seat, get comfy, and get ready for me to spill my secrets. This is Real Mom Truths Nobody Tells You. I am so grateful that you are tuned into this episode of Real Mom Truths Nobody Tells You. Now, if I'm being honest, I was, and sometimes it still sneaks back into my life here and there, but I was an absolute workaholic. I mean, I would be that person that was like the first to respond to every email and had like a completely unrealistic to-do list that just went on and on and on and on and on and completely overwhelmed me and I was like a taskmaster like it was as if you know I walked into work and it was just like boom 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 I had to check this off check and there was always this sense of I don't want to say panic because that's the wrong word but this urgency to get everything done right? And I actually didn't realize it till much later on, uh, the reason behind it. And I just, I mean, in my eyes, I was like, oh, wow, such a good worker. Look at all these things I get done. And, and I was, I was really uh, loyal and trusted, like anything you gave me, you knew, Not only was it going to get done, but it was going to get done in like an excellent way. And I was going to give it my best. And the truth of it behind it, which I'm sure if you are a workaholic, you can attest to this and understand where I'm coming from, is I felt almost like a nervous wreck all the time. And to the outside... You know, like nobody would recognize it because I was actually pretty calm and cool and collected and lighthearted and, you know, just did what I had to get done. But on the inside, I was always worrying about work. I was always worrying about my to-do list and my tasks and, uh, oh, you know, like, how is this going to be perceived? Or um, did I do a good enough job on this project? Or what do I have to do next month? Like, it was always this constant worry. And I realize now why I buried myself in the work. But I want to take a set a step back and see if this resonates with you. So maybe you're the type of person that would just sit at their computer and maybe you never got up to eat or you ate lunch at your desk every day or maybe even forgot to go to the bathroom right? Um, And that, I mean, (laughs) I remember just 
like almost like looking up and be like, oh, wow. Look at all the time that's passed. I didn't even realize it. Like you get so enwrapped in your work. And, you know, like maybe you were like me, the first to respond to every email and or the last to leave the office or or maybe you never take vacation or maybe even when you're on vacation, you're checking your email and you're checking your email on the weekends and you're doing work on the weekends and you just are kind of go, 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 go. And look, first and foremost, you're not alone, obviously. Hello. Hi, I'm here. Um, It took me a really long time to recognize this, but I'm so grateful that I ultimately did because it was a it was a game changer. And I remember there were some days where I would like have this moment of like clarity and be like, what am I? what am I pressuring myself so much for? I mean, yes, we all want to do a good job and do the best we can and really give our all to whatever task we're doing. But there was this, I want to say, of course there was an external pressure, right? Because we all have, unless you're an entrepreneur, you know, we all have bosses and someone we have to answer to and supervisors and, you know, it's hard to deal with a lot of personalities. And then that in and of itself is stressful, right? But then, you know, to be given like compounded work and more work and more work and less resources. And, you know, it is stressful. And in, in any traditional job or untraditional job, right, work can be really stressful. And, you know, there comes a point where you really have to take a step back and say, am I compromising my mental and physical health? Like, you not getting up to go to the bathroom, are you not, you know, or eating lunch at your desk even? Like, you're, you're, yeah, you're probably swallowing down your sandwich or whatever it is you're eating and typing while you do it, crumbs falling all over you. Like, take a break. You deserve a break. And I think that that ultimately is one thing that a lot of people struggle with. You know, they feel like they have to prove their worth, right? Like, oh, if I, if I get this one more task, like my boss will be so impressed by me or, you know, I can't rest. Like, it's almost like not giving yourself permission to rest or not thinking of your self-worth enough to say to your boss, you know what, um, my, I really take pride in my work and I like to put my 100% effort in it. And in order for me to really do this properly, I need more time. Instead of stressing yourself out trying to cram three weeks worth of work into like one or whatever it is, whatever challenge it is that you're faced with. But I also think that a lot of us tie our worth to our productivity, right? So if we're not productive enough, we feel useless or we don't feel valued at work. And I think that's also a product of a lot of corporate culture, right? It's almost like do more with less and, you know, really like squeeze the employee for all that they can and, and, you know, 
maybe even see them as um, as here today, gone tomorrow. I mean, I hate to say that, but it's reality. You know, there are companies that do such an amazing job of corporate culture and you truly feel valued and you truly feel part of the team and you truly feel, which I think this is the most important of them all, that they care about you as a human being, right? That they truly care about not just you, your family, your, your, you know, work-life balance and, and ultimately at the end of the day, no matter what company you work for, sometimes it's on us and actually most of the time it's on us unless you're fortunate enough to work at a really great company that does it right it's on us to establish those boundaries and to really create a environment for ourselves that works for us so how do you do that right well first the first step is commit to fixing the problem right i don't want you to continue falling into the same repeated old habits, right? Where you're glued to your desk or, I mean, who knows, right now it could be your kitchen table with all the work from home that we're all doing. And I don't want you to not get up to make something to eat, to go to the bathroom. I mean, think about it this way. I mean, yes, you're there and as an employee to, you know, help the company and, and help them thrive, right? But in order to help them thrive, you need to thrive in every aspect, personally, professionally, right? So by not taking care of yourself, who are you hurting? Not the company, right? Because they're getting every last drip of you. But you're hurting yourself. And at what expense? I mean, no job, and I mean no job, is worth compromising your mental and physical health. And the first step to even changing any of that is committing to do things differently. Now, how could you do that? Well, maybe it means setting an alarm for different times throughout the day to remind you to get up to remind you to make some lunch, to maybe have you stand up, step away from the desk, take a walk, right? Take a, do a five minute meditation, do something, change locations. Don't sit there and do it. Don't sit at the same place where your computer is and say, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna turn off the computer or shut down or just push to the side. I'm not gonna pay attention to it and I'm gonna eat my lunch quietly, no. Move physically yourself into a different location because you know the second you hear that ding, your eyes are going to be looking at that screen about who emailed you. And then the second you see who emailed you, you're going to feel compelled to respond. It's like a vicious cycle all over again. So leave where you work. And, it, you know, it could be setting some specific boundaries for yourself too. So in addition to having an alarm maybe that reminds you to get up and go somewhere else. Maybe you have some boundaries about home life and 
work life and maybe even your phone, right? So especially now the lines are so blurred with so many people working from home that it's almost like their kitchen, their office, you know, it turned into an all the time office. And sometimes you have to establish some clear boundaries to say, okay, I am not going to work in my kitchen or I am not going to work after five o'clock and I'm not going to check my email on the weekends. I, and you might be saying to yourself, well, my boss would never have that. Well, maybe it's time to look for a different boss because if your boss truly cared about you and if you valued yourself more than anything else, your mental and your physical health would come first and foremost. And yeah, you know, I'm not saying quit your job tomorrow and and struggle financially, but maybe it's time to look for a new job while you have this one and try that out and see if it's any better. Or maybe it's time to start your own business alongside, whatever that looks like for you. But it's accepting the status quo and doing the same thing over and over again is what keeps you in this repetitive and behavioral pattern. And maybe, maybe now, I mean, look, let's be real. If there was ever a time to reassess your life, it's now. And I mean, I can tell you from personal experience, right? I always thought I was going to do what I was going to be doing. I loved it. I mean, yeah, I was stressed out by it hundred percent, but I loved what I did. I loved every aspect of it. Aside from like stressing myself out, I really loved what I did and I thought I was going to do it forever. And like, who would have thought a pandemic would hit and who would have thought, um, you know, having a family would have completely changed my perspective on things. And it, and it did. And I really sat there and thought to myself, is this how I want to live the rest of my life? Stressed out, overwhelmed. And I felt like almost as much as I had passion and love for what I did, I also felt like I had no control over my life. Like it was the same thing day in, day out. And I had a different vision that I wanted for my family. Like I wanted to be able to have more freedom in being with them and doing the things that I loved, that they loved, that we loved. And to me, you know, that, that, that was always bothersome to me that I never had truly that flexibility. And it always kind of spoke to my soul, but I was too afraid to do something about it, right? Because I was so comfortable in the stability of it. And I mean, who would have known a pandemic would hit and who would have known I'd have twins and who would have known everything that came after? But in hindsight, as much as everything seemed like it was crumbling around me, it was almost the biggest blessing because it forced me through the pandemic and through everything and through having twins and, and through all of it, it forced me to really reassess my life and take a look at it and say, 
what do I want my life to look like? I knew what I was capable of. And I knew that anything I put my mind to, I could make a reality. But what do I actually want it to look like? And I felt like I wanted to, one, serve and help other people, first and foremost. But I also felt like I wanted to be in a more creative space. I wanted to really serve others in a way that was impactful. And I wanted to really be there for others on like a human level where I could really offer them my authentic and vulnerable self because I was, every time I was having these conversations with friends and, and you know, they'd always tell me like, oh, Trish, you have to like package this and, and, and your, your, our conversations are so valuable and so honest and so real and so vulnerable. Like you have to share this with others. It's a gift. And I'd always be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, ha ha. <laughs> and you know, it really took a lot of soul searching and reassessment of my life to say, you know what? Why am I looking at my life, my career path, my choices in such like a square box when really the opportunities are limitless? And when you follow that passion and you follow that purpose and you follow that inner voice within you telling you to do something, the rest is really effortless. And I don't mean effortless in the sense that it doesn't take work. Yeah, of course it takes work. But it comes so natural to you because it is your purpose and it is what you're unique at it and it is what you love that it doesn't feel like work in the traditional sense at all. So reassessing what you want your life to look like, what you want your career to look like, what kind of company you want to work for, how you want to be present in your family, you know, reassessing all of that, especially now is so critical because if there was ever a wake-up call for us that life is short and life is precious, it was this pandemic, right? And it sometimes that stress, that overwhelm is just not worth the expense of your mental and physical health. You should always choose you because you are so worth it. And, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of digging deeper, you know, Sometimes, especially when you're addicted to work, there's, there's a, a root issue there. And you might not even be aware of it. I mean, it could be anxiety. And, you know, throwing yourself into work gets your mind off of it or, or helps your mind focus on other things. Maybe it's your fear of not having enough finances, that you're so afraid of losing your job, that you're panicked working at it day in, day out, day in, day out because of that fear. Uh, maybe it's rejection. Maybe you feel like if you don't work 60, 70, 80 hours a week that your boss would, you know, reject you. And 
and maybe you're looking for approval someone to say you know what you did such a good job I'm really you did such incredible work thank you and maybe that all that all that productivity is determining your self-worth and what I want to say to you is those root issues are real right the anxiety the fear the fear of rejection the wanting of approval the you know productivity really defining your self-worth those are all real issues there but if you dig deeper and you understand why you feel those things why do you feel rejected why do does your boss's approval fuel your self-worth where did you not get it heal that hurt and heal that wound and heal that deeper cause of why those things determine your worth and then you will truly be set free from ever feeling that you are compromising your mental and physical health at work because you will no longer feel those things when you heal the actual root cause of them. So the next time something bubbles up in you at work or at your kitchen table, (laughs) wherever you are, I challenge you to dig deeper and ask yourself, where's this coming from? Why am I feeling it? Where does this stem from? Is it because I didn't get approval as a child? Is it because I was rejected? Is it because I am fearful of the unknown? Is it because I'm anxious to get things done because I don't feel calm until it's finished? Is it because you feel like you have to prove your self-worth through the things that you do? Ask yourself those questions. And when you can find those answers and dig deeper and heal that wound, you'll be all the much better for it. As always, I promise to be here for you and serve you and cheer you on every step of the way and spill all the secrets of motherhood and life I wish someone told me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Real Mom Truths Nobody Tells You podcast. Until next time, keep on celebrating you because you, my friend, you are so worth it. I am literally doing my happy dance with you because you just finished another episode of Real Mom Truths Nobody Tells You. I felt like that episode flew by way too fast, right? If you want more, head over to realmomtruths.com for show notes, And if you're looking for a new mom crew to uplift and encourage you and for helpful tips, be sure to join me and my community on Facebook. The link is waiting for you at realmomtruths.com.